to Redemption the Podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. I hope that you've had a great week. Again, I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also making sure that you are spending time in His Scripture, really studying to show yourself approved and putting in the work. I, I cannot stress enough how important it is that we put in the work uh, in order to make sure that we're studying and growing in Christ, because if you're not growing, if you're staying stagnant, then you're moving backwards. Amen. So as we go into this week, again, we've kind of been talking about the Godhead through this overall season, and we took a little bit of a detour, according to the leading of the Spirit, last week, um, really kind of talking about faith as a lifestyle. But with that, we're going to actually transition into the Holy Spirit. We're going to spend the rest of this season talking about the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is and and how it kind of permeates through the Godhead and and what its role is. Um, But before we get to there, again, just a few housekeeping items here. Again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you need a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. More than happy to get one into your hands. And again, don't take my word for it. Make sure that you're studying to show yourself approved unto God. Make sure you're doing the work that is necessary um, for you to grow and for you to really kind of kind of push forward into the Spirit. But if you do need some help, as I've said before, you know I truly believe and I walk everything that I ever teach or preach. So if you do need some help, please drop me a note at Path to Redemption Ohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help. I, I really want to make sure that people are growing and that you're coming up into the measure and the stature of Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and let's dive in. And we're going to be talking this week about what is the Holy Spirit. And we're going to kind of do an overview of who the Holy Spirit is. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about the Holy Spirit. In fact, I even read something today that tried to say that the Holy Spirit was not part of the Godhead and that First uh, John chapter 5 was never supposed to be included in the Bible. Well, if First John chapter 5 wasn't supposed to be included, then God would have never allowed allowed it to be included. Amen. But regardless of all of that, um, um, the God, the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead of who, of who God is. It is the third part of God. And just as you cannot separate um, the spirit from man is the same way you cannot separate the Holy Spirit from who God is or what God is. So we're going to take a look at it. The first time we kind of see the Holy Spirit is in Genesis 1-2 uh, in terms of, of Scripture and where it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Amen. So that's kind of the first time you see it. And the, the Holy Spirit has a has a distinct operation in the Old Testament. It gives people the ability to prophesy. Um, the people that built the tabernacle and for Moses all had the Spirit of God upon on them to do that work. Uh, it also allowed people to overcome their enemies and in a whole number of things there as well. But we're not going to be kind of focused in the Old Testament just quite yet. I want to focus more so in the New Testament and how the Spirit works now that Jesus Christ has been resurrected and now that he is glorified. Well, you'll see why a little bit later uh, once we kind of get into this. But in order to kind of set the tone here, 1 John chapter 5 says this, whoever believes that Jesus Jesus is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. Amen? So here you see it kind of establishes the Spirit as part of the Godhead here in First John chapter 5. But I also want you to know something here also, is that it is the Spirit that really kind of pushes forth and is mentioned in both aspects, right? It is the Holy Spirit and the Spirit that witness both in heaven and in earth. And that's going to become important as we kind of go forward into this a little bit for into this series. Um, but the best way to kind of look at who the Spirit is or what the Spirit is, is to kind of take a look at it in terms of Jesus Christ, right? And what, how did the Spirit interact when Christ was here? And through every single aspect of this, we're going to dive deeper into each each one of these in subsequent episodes in in the podcast. But for the purpose of this, it's really kind of an overview of what the Holy Spirit is. So we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 3 and starting at verse 13. And here's what the Bible says. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So the first thing about the Holy Spirit is that it is supposed to dwell on us, right? It's supposed to dwell on us, through us, and that word baptize is important, right? Because if you've ever baptized anything, and I'm going to talk about the spiritual side, I'm talking about when it comes to like linens and dyes what you do is you dunk it in water and then you shake it out you dunk it in water and then you shake it out but usually you're dunking it in a dye right meaning like you want it to the linen to take on the color of whatever dye that you're doing and that's what it truly means to be baptized it means to be immersed to where all the fibers throughout all of it you know the the interior the exterior all of it takes on the color of the dye that you're using that's the way it's supposed to be with the holy spirit right the holy spirit is supposed to permeate through us on us in us, right? And be able to be part of us. And it is our connection between us and Jesus Christ. And it leads us straight to the Father, right? Because it is the Holy Spirit that gives that initial tug for us to come to the knowledge and faith in Jesus Christ. And it is Jesus Christ that we go through in order to have access to the Father like we've already covered. But without the Holy Spirit doing that tug, and without the Holy Spirit allowing us to believe in Jesus Christ, we would not then be able to walk according to the things that Christ has, and we would not be able to walk according to the things that the Father has for us, right? So being baptized in the Holy Spirit means to truly, truly be immersed in it, right? And that's the first time that we really see the Holy Spirit come into play when Christ is beginning his ministry, right? So here you see, again, as he kind of goes up into Matthew chapter 4, the very next chapter after that, The Bible says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay. Now 
Jesus just had the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He just had the dove come upon him and it rest upon him, right? And now the Spirit is leading him up into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. This represents the second aspect. We are to be led by the Spirit, right? The Spirit leads us. The Spirit guides us. It tells us when to move. It tells us when things aren't right. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's a still small voice. Sometimes it's a tug at you. Sometimes it's just you just know that you know, right? But regardless, the Spirit is there to lead us and to guide us into different aspects into where we needed to go. In this particular case, Jesus had to go up to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan, to walk through that temptation, because as our high priest, it says that Christ has been tempted in every way that we could ever be. And here you kind of see that with, with how he's tempted in by Satan. But regardless of all that, the most important part here in terms of this message is that the Spirit led Jesus Christ there. Amen. So we are to be led by the Spirit at all times. And we'll go in and we'll talk more deeply about, about each of these aspects a little bit later. The next kind of aspect about the Holy Spirit and what it does is in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 through 20. And Jesus says, Behold, I send at you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and to scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. So with this piece, the Holy Spirit should be able to speak through us when that time comes. Have you ever felt when you were ministering to someone that the words coming out of your mouth were just the right words for the right time for that person and you begin to feel kind of the goosebumps and the chills over the words that you're saying? That is the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Not according to man's wisdom, not according to your own thoughts, not according to any of those things, but literally speaking speaking through you to provide comfort, exhortation, or whatever it may be to that particular individual, right? And all of us can do that. When people are hurting, when people are in struggles, the Holy Spirit can use us and speak through any of us. All we have to do is listen to what he wants, be led by him, feel that tug and feel that pull, and he will allow and he will speak through us to where the person that is hearing it will be uplifted and they will be encouraged and will walk away knowing that Jesus loves them and that they have a salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen. See, so the Holy Spirit allows us, they will begin to speak through us. Why? Because as it says in verse 20, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Amen. Now, the next thing that we're going to look at is in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 22. And the Bible says here, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? 
Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Amen. So what we see here is the demonstration of the power of God through the healing and through the deliverance that happens here in Matthew chapter 12. Because that's the ultimate thing of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about how Jesus Christ is all authority. He is all power. But it is through the Holy Spirit that we are be able to tap into that power of Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that, it's, that you're going to go out like Harry Potter with a wand in hand and say, Holy Spirit, do this. Holy Spirit, do that. That's not how this works at all. The Holy Spirit has a will. But when the Holy Spirit asks you to pray for someone, or the Holy Spirit asks you to lay hands on someone for them to be healed, then they will be healed because the power rests in the Holy Spirit. And that's the purpose here. The Holy Spirit comes down from heaven and gives us the power to be able to to see the things that God's will wants to be accomplished, right? Again, what do we kind of talk about here? From the very beginning, it is the will of God that is established in the Father. It's God's will. It is Jesus Christ who speaks the will of God as the Word of God, and it is the Holy Spirit who executes or does the will of God according to what the will of the Father is. Amen? And that's how it works. The same way that my hand moves when I want my hand to move. The same way that my legs walk when when my legs want to walk, right? Why? Because that is done according to my body, my spirit, right? If I feel that I led to go and pray for someone, wherever it is, then guess what's going to happen? I will feel that tug in my spirit. My mind will tell the rest of my body that we got to walk over to that person and lay hands on them. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to speak. Amen? So that's exactly how this happens with the demonstration of the power of God. Because the power of God is important, right? Because we should never deny the power thereof of, of God or have a form of godliness because the Holy Spirit is that power. It's the Holy Spirit that did it in the miracles and all these other things that you saw from the Acts of the Apostles and all the way up until very, very recently. But it's the Holy Spirit that causes these things to happen, right? So it's important that we recognize the Holy Spirit as the demonstration of the power of God. And we're going to talk in detail about that, particularly the execution of that in, in a later episode. Amen. So, seeing that, we also understand that from Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. Because after Jesus Christ has been tempted, the Bible says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Amen. So we see that the Holy Spirit is the demonstration of the power of God. Amen. Now, what are other aspects are there of the Holy Spirit? The the next one is that it is the Holy Spirit that causes regeneration or salvation. It is the Holy Spirit that causes us to be born again. John 3, verses 1 through 8 says this, There is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Most assuredly, I say to you, 
Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So you see here, it is the Spirit that causes regeneration in us, right? If you remember being saved, and I don't know if you were at church or where you were, it doesn't really matter where you were, but if you were at church or whatever, and you start to feel those butterflies welling up in your stomach, right? That's the Holy Spirit beginning to tug upon you to either go to the altar or find someone to help you pray to get to salvation, to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was resurrected in for, for us, that he died for our sins and was resurrected for us. So that Holy Spirit begins to pull on you and begins to tug on you, right? And all of that begins to happen in a way. And it is the Holy Spirit that once you begin to believe and once you confess with your mouth causes salvation. It is the Holy Spirit that washes you in the blood of Jesus Christ and cleanses you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, that you may be born into something new and you are born again. And then he says, the the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And the reason that, that Jesus says that is because anyone who is born from the Spirit, anyone who has gone through that resurrection and believes and believes that Jesus Christ is, a, is the Son of God and all these things, then guess what? He must follow the leading of that Spirit and must do according to the leading of the Spirit and go where the Spirit tells you to go. Amen. So you see, it is the spirit that causes us to have regeneration that gives us life. Amen. And this is confirmed in John chapter six, starting at verse 60, where it says, therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a hard saying, who can understand it? And he's talking about, you must eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. But in 61, he says, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. So you see here again, it is the spirit that gives life. An untimely word of ministry from the spirit can change the direction of someone's life. Amen. And understanding what the spirit has for you is so important and so key. That's why every single time I do a podcast, I talk about putting in the work. I talk about spending time with the Lord in prayer. I talk about reading the scripture understanding what God has for you and making sure that God that that you are following the will of that spirit and what it is because there are people that'll say things over you that is not that are not correct and there are people that'll say things over you that are 100% correct because it is the spirit amen but it's also the spirit that sustains us to give us the life to walk through this life because in John chapter 7 verse 37 through 39 this is what the bible says on the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out saying if anyone thirsts let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water but listen to what verse 39 says it says but this he spoke concerning the spirit 
whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So you see here that out of our bellies, out of our hearts, will flow rivers of living water. Amen. And that is the Spirit flowing through us, through the through the, who we are, through our spirits, out into someone else. I just told you before about how the Spirit will speak through you as you minister to people, or as you talk to people, or as you're brought up before anyone. The Spirit will lead you into that. The Spirit will rest upon you. The Spirit will be the demonstration of power. It is the Spirit that will lead you to be born again. It's the Spirit that gives us that life and is the Spirit that helps sustain us through that life. Amen? We are to be water pipes with the Spirit flowing through us and out of us so that other people may drink and other people may come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen? And we're going to go through all of these aspects along with other aspects as well in terms of the baptism baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We're going to talk about a lot of these different things here and even recap on some older messages as well when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit and, and the work of the Spirit in that and the power and the gifts of the Spirit and all of those things. But you know, I want you to understand here, this is kind of an overview of who the Spirit is, right? The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Okay, the Holy Spirit is what leads us and guides us. The Holy Spirit is what continues to push us. It is the Spirit that gives life to us. It is the Spirit that gives us the revealed word of Jesus Christ in the Scripture and then also about how to go about in our daily walks with Him. It is the Spirit that leads us where to go and shows us what to do. And it is the Spirit that speaks through us when we are into those into those time frames and when we are brought before people or it's time for us to minister. I cannot stress to you enough how important the Holy Spirit is as part of the Godhead. Because without the Holy Spirit, we do a lot of things in our own carnal mind that we think are what God wants. But in all actuality, they're not what God wants. God wants us to do things according to Him, and it's His Spirit that He gave us to lead us and to comfort us in those times of trouble and in those times that we need to push forward. Amen? So look, really excited about finally getting into the Holy Spirit because there's just so many misconceptions about about who the Holy Spirit is, about what the Holy Spirit is, but I'm going to show you in practical application what he is, what it is, and ultimately how it interacts with us in our every everyday lives and everything that happens to us on a daily basis. And I'm going to use a lot of things that happen in my life as well, because again, everything I teach, I walk through, everything I do, I, I truly, truly believe. Amen. This week's song of the week uh, comes from a band, uh, from a good band, one that I just recently discovered. And for all of you that are friends of mine from back in the early 2000s, um, we need to have a talk about why y'all never told me about the Benjamin Gate. Um, so a band for, called the Benjamin Gate is on their first album, the Untitled Album. Uh, the song is actually Scream, uh, and it's just a really good song, uh, a really good tune. Um, you know, my favorite line is that is come come down reveal your holy crown to me and it's it's just a really good ta- song about how we scream out of oh, jesus um so check it out again that's benjamin gate uh, on their 2001 uh, untitled album and the song is scream look I, I hope you're getting something out of this i hope you're enjoying this this season um we're going to dive way deep into the holy spirit we have a lot of subsequent episodes coming in we're going to dive into each of these aspects we're even going to look at some other aspects about him as comforter like i said we're going to talk in depth 
talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and why that is important um, and why it can be a, a game changer for you spiritually. So, look, uh, if you have any questions, again, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help. Um, and then also, don't forget about the website at pathtoredemptionministries.org. Um, there'll be another article up there uh, here shortly this this weekend. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're reading all those things. And I can honestly tell you as well that I've officially started my second book. Um, it's going to be called A Tree Planted by the Water. Um, and I'm working through that right now. I'm only a couple of pages in, but really kind of focused. It's going to be continued development and continuing how to develop in Christ um, and through the Holy Spirit. So um, a lot of things going on, a lot of things in the hopper right now for, for me in terms of that. But, you know, I hope that you're enjoying this and I hope that you're really taking the time to get to know Christ and to build your relationship with him. But until next week, again, just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.